Welcome to the Elevate podcast, brought to you by the Registered Master Builders. Each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us get the best from our businesses, our teams, and ourselves. I'm your host, Ryan Castle. We talk to experts, advocates, and business owners in the construction industry to share their knowledge, insights, and experiences to help you build a better business and enjoy a better life. Now let the business building begin. Tony, welcome along to the Master Builders Elevate podcast. Fantastic to have you on the show today. Thanks, Ryan. I'm delighted to be here. And Tony, we're going to talk all things about PayApps, your your company. We're going to talk construction. We're going to talk about making construction a whole lot better. But just before you wave your magic wand right across the construction uh, sector and make it a whole lot better every day, uh, how about we let the uh, listeners know a little bit about you? So some fast fact questions for you. Sure. Are you a breakfast or dinner guy? I'm a breakfast guy. Mm. What was what was on the menu this morning? Uh, today was eggs on toast, uh, a little bit of a side with jam and um, uh, some chocolate milk as a recovery drink. And we'll probably get into uh, training a little bit later on. Sounds good. Alrighty. Um, on holiday, would we likely find you on the end of a bungee cord or would you be uh, cruising uh, nicely on the pool lounger with a cocktail? Bungee jumper for sure. Uh, have have had a crack at it a few times, uh, yep. mostly, uh, certainly in Australia. Okay. Uh, more, more scary than uh, parachuting to me, quite frankly. I wholeheartedly agree. I think when you uh, come out of the plane, everything seems so far away. There's no sense of the ground rushing up towards you, but uh, bungee jump things are pretty real pretty quick. Exactly. I did mine with AJ Hackett, who is a compatriot of yours. And, Indeed. Um, yeah, no, it was my first one and my second one and my third one. It was good fun. Okay. Uh, reading, do you like electronic version or do you like the real thing? Do you like the real book? A bit of both, but increasingly electronic more because it doesn't disturb she, her must be obeyed um, as, I'm, as I'm reading at night. But I, I do like the tactile feel of reading a book and flicking pages, quite frankly. And I've got a great book at the moment around how we can cross over um, the, the, the performance attitude of athletes into business. And um, I deliberately got it in hard copy just so I could actually sit and, and ponder that one. Mm. Do you recall the title off the top of your head? No, I'll have to give that one a little bit later. Performance Attitudes of Athletes in Business, I think it's called, but um, okay. I'll, uh, I'll send it through. Yeah, it seems to be a real, uh, almost a genre of books at the moment, understanding how do you, uh, that high performance that they create in sport or focus so much on in sport, how you bring that into the business world. It seems to be quite a lot of uh, books coming through in that zone. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, I think we, we, we like to think that we can, we can help sport understand how business is run, uh, but you know, from the mind of the athlete and some of the single-minded uh, attitudes that you see from athletes and how we can probably translate that into you know, sales, marketing and other aspects of our business, that's uh, quite extraordinary. Indeed. We've always encouraged all the leaders we work with to also be pursuing a personal goal of significance outside of their work life. Mm. Uh, one, obviously, because it helps with the balance, but I think the uh, skills that it teaches, you've just talked about resilience, planning, preparation, um, you know, overcoming obstacles. Those are all things that we use in our business life as well. So we kind of like practicing those skills uh, personally and we can deploy them in, in business. It works both ways. Absolutely. Alrighty, that was a lovely little segue, and I'm sure we'll come back to it. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. I'm, I'm not not a fan of cats. I've got uh, we had three Labradors actually, and a cat. Uh, I the cat was my wife's, and the Labradors were my mind. Um, 
and I'll absolutely rotate towards them every single time. Yep, we're on a uh, par there. Yeah. Uh, let me have a stab in the dark here. As a triathlete, you're a early riser more so than a night owl. Absolutely, I'm uh, trying to get to bed early. I think the in triathlon they talk about four disciplines, uh, which is uh, swim, bike, run, plus nutrition. I add sleep as much as possible to try and. Um, Give, you know, at my age doing what I'm doing, sleep is critically important. So trying to get to bed early mm. is super, super important. Um, I don't always succeed, but um, absolutely early riser and enjoy being up with the sun. Yeah. First uh, triathlon coach I had uh, helped me to understand you're actually only improving as an athlete when you're resting. So yes. you, you put your body under strain. It's only when you're resting that it grows, you know, more muscle fibers and, and all those kind of things to, to help you be better, faster, quicker. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a good, good lesson to know that one, that uh, rest is. is just as important as the training piece. It is. Alrighty. When you're not uh, solving the world's construction problems mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, swimming, biking or running and you were, had the opportunity to watch a movie, would it be a thriller or a comedy? Uh, it's always going to be a thriller for me. Um, but I do, I've got a soft spot for movies like Remember the Titans. I don't know if you've seen Remember the Titans, but I've probably seen that uh, about 20 odd times. Uh, the feel good stories that go with it. Um, the last series I watched, series I have to say, was uh, Ted Lasso, which was uh, just such a, a really, really nice story. Um, but, you know, if I want a movie which is going to sort of capture me, it's always a thriller. That was an interesting uh, change of direction there, Tony. I thought you were going to say you've got a soft spot for rom-coms where you like to sit on the couch, <laughs> sit on the couch and like pet your wife's cat or something. No. No, no. Already, uh, Tony, on the podcast, we love to get straight to some value adds for people and uh, sure. some insight into what we're going to talk about. Um, in the when we think about the construction and some of the challenges that are going on around it and <clears> the <throat> opportunities for improvement, um, can you share with us your top three insights in that zone? Yeah, for sure. I think the um, what what's happening in construction has been somewhat tempered by what's going on around us from a, a pandemic point of view. Albeit the pandemic's forced organisations to think very, very differently. So you know, and that and that includes how we use technology to in, improve uh, what we do on a day to day basis. The the big things for us, though, what we see are around. The, the shift in supply chain in particular and, and how organisations are dealing with that. You know, by supply chain, we talk about, you know, raw materials and we also talk about people as well. In, in terms of raw materials, we can see that there has certainly been increases in the cost of goods, uh, for sure. But there's also been, because of uh, the inability to travel, you know, we, we're not seeing labour and, and other people come into the country. Uh, and we're not seeing expertise come into the country as well. So it's a, a finite pool of resource that we're able to, to apply to solve some of those resourcing problems, which is you know quite interesting. I think also there's been some generational shifts in in our world as well. You know, in, to be fair, many construction firms uh, are led by their founders. Um, you are seeing new generations of leaders come through who have different ideas and different ways to approach things. And it's about how we can, you know, make sure we don't lose what the what the past has been from a success point of view for many of these organisations, but embrace the new and the new thinking that comes along with that. And I think also probably, you know, the last piece then would be how we look at risk as as an opportunity. In other words, uh, rather than seeing risk as a as a preventer of how we move forward, it's perhaps how we manage and mitigate that. Perhaps using technology and better communication and collaboration to ensure that. 
you know, as, as businesses and organisations in construction, you know, they're allowed to work far more collaboratively with, uh, with their, their stakeholders up and down their supply chains. Okay. Tony, for context and understanding for the listeners, maybe can you just give us a, an overview of PayApps? What is it that PayApps does and who do you typically work with? Sure. We, PayApps is a, a software platform that it promotes collaboration between builder and subcontractor on their progress claims. Most of those progress claims in the past, and many still do, are done in a very manual way. Uh, they might be done within Excel. They might be written on bits of paper. They might be done in Word. They have inconsistent formats, uh, and they're not a living document. And that's very, very critical, um, especially as it relates to New Zealand and things like tiered retention. The sort of organisations we work with are builders large, medium and small, and subcontractors you know, across the board. Um, the, the builders in the, the, the large space, you know, where typically organisations that are structured very normally around, um, you know, they have IT functions and commercial functions and, and all sorts of back office functions that help them uh, grow and, and drive their business. Um, the medium and smaller organisations would be probably a, a little bit more agile in that space. And our subcontractors will be you know, often one-man bands up to larger organisations that contain many of the different skills and trades that support the, uh, the builder in their, in their pursuit of um, you know, building uh, you know, either residential, commercial or you know, civil projects around the world. Got it. Thank you for that. Okay. So we've often heard the term around construction that construction companies uh, win small because they're often operating on very tight margins, uh, mm. but they can also lose big. So when a project yeah. goes bad, it can go very bad and to mm. the point that we've actually seen, uh, you know, organizations and bankruptcy, etc. So uh, be fair to say that you're helping with uh, making sure that people continue to win and that all the stakeholders are winning in the relationship. Is that part of the, the zone you That's play? That's absolutely the intent. You know, we've, um, we've seen certainly in, in both markets across Australia and New Zealand, an increasingly competitive market for the construction firms themselves. Uh, so what that creates pressure on them. Um, at the back end, of, as I've just talked about, the supply chain challenges increase the challenge at the back end. And so they're squeezed in the middle a little bit. And so they've got to think differently how um, they can adapt their business to remain profitable, remain healthy, uh, keep their people gainfully employed and, and be competitive in the market. So a part of our role is to help them with that. Um, we certainly focus on how we can uh, promote a very effective collaboration up and down that supply chain. And we, I think we go you know, a small way to helping them improve their businesses and help them grow. Okay. We see a real shift for organisations when their mindset as a construction company changes from uh, we build things to we are building a business and what we happen to do is we, we build things. So um, I imagine the organizations that you're connecting with are the ones that are starting to very much think in that how do I build a better business here that happens to be in the construction zone. And you mentioned at the outset that you felt supply chain transformation was a, uh, a huge opportunity for, for the industry. Um, can you dig a little deeper into that for us? Maybe for uh, we might have some listeners that are unfamiliar with the uh, supply chain as a term so maybe if you could just give us a de your definition around that and then let's explore some of these uh, opportunities to improve that you see in that zone. Yeah absolutely so if we think what goes into building let's say a building uh, there's a whole bunch of raw materials that are associated with that but also on the periphery of, of the building work so raw materials might be steel it might be timber it might be concrete for example 
Uh, it also includes things like, you know, diesel diesel that powers the vehicles that, you know, the, the organisations are using to get it around. All of those have been impacted by shortages, you know, in, in some respects, uh, some quite dramatically, some not so dramatically. But what it has done across the board is, you know, create created a, a challenge around increased cost uh, for the builder and a slowdown in their ability to get those raw materials. So use an example, um, you know, if there's a, a timber shortage and it, in, and it creates obviously an increase in price, um, you know, we, when we go and build a building, we anticipate or project how long that's going to take to build. These supply chain challenges can often, uh, you know, elongate the, the time to build, you know, creating tension, you know, amongst the, the stakeholder base, because there's typically going to be an owner or a developer, there's going to be a builder and there's going to be subcontractors. So that creates that, that tension in the market that, um, you know, organisations are going to find their way around, not just working with, but also solving for at the same time. Sounds good. Did and, I answer it okay? Yeah, it yeah. did. No, absolutely yeah. spot on. Um, and look, it, it, you see the uh, flow and effect of so many of these supply chain challenges. Uh, was talking with a construction company last week, and they were saying, you know, impacts to things like um, timber availability. Yep. We're increasing the. Uh, not only is that that timber going up in cost, so that's putting price pressure on the project depending on how it's uh, yep. been contracted, um, but it's also increasing the timeline because the availability wasn't there, so timelines Correct. are being pushed out. But then the flow-on effect is then you know simple things which they made me think about things like you know temporary fencing around the site needs to be Correct. rented for longer, the portaloo right. needs to be rented for longer, yep. you know all those kind of things. So the the downstream <laughs> effect is massive. That's correct, and that's where we, you know, we we use the term variations because you know many of these projects are fixed price, and so when they're they're fixed price and they've made an, either an estimation or they've got quotes from their supply chain on those raw materials, and when those when they change, um, it it creates additional pressure on the builder in particular to work on how they're going to vary, um, and and those variations, uh, which we support obviously through the collaboration and the platform, critically important in making everybody whole in the process. Okay, I understand that um, PayApps in conjunction with Frost and Sullivan, who are uh, yep. um, some industry analysts in construction, mm -hmm. you've done some research with them and you identified some uh, big shifts that were coming in uh, that kind of supply chain zone. Can you we share did. some of the insights that you uncovered in that research? Yeah, there was five, uh, so the, 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 the the work we did with Frost and Sullivan was around identifying the construction workplace of the future, which I think was critically important, not just for us, but for or for the industry. We know not just with COVID, obviously, but clearly it had an impact on it. But the workplace uh, that is in and around construction is fundamentally changing. You know, from a top five point of view, supply chain and overcoming the roadblocks associated with that was right at the top of the list. New materials, new materials being, you know, alternatives to what might be the norm, um, alternative type materials to, you know, perhaps solve either those supply chain challenges or perhaps add some efficiency to the process, pretty important. Um, Off-site construction where um, we, you know, you know, as we're building buildings and frames and trusses and those sorts of things as much as possible built in a in a more efficient process off-site then you know transported to site perhaps would be a good example of that as well uh the employee base you know the people in and around construction have you know various needs obviously and um the requirements of those people and, and what they get out of their employment as well as the the role that they play and the career aspirations they have 
are also changing. And then I think the final piece is around our environment and sustainability. So are we building more sustainable buildings moving forward? How much of an impact does that have on us and, and the cost of doing business as well? You know, it's okay to say we're environmentally friendly, but does that then also have then a downstream impact on how much it actually costs, you know, pr to produce that environmentally, you know, friendly building? So, so those, there are the sort of like the top five that popped out of our report that were incredibly important, but gave great, in, great insight into what's happening in our industry. And all of those, they end up into uh, overlapping or interlocking, don't they? Because you see they things do. like if we can build more efficiently components of a building off-site, we tend to get things like reduced waste. Therefore, we're actually building more sustainability because we're we're not putting more into landfill as an example of, of building waste. I think um, I may have this number wrong, but I think something like 7% of New Zealand's landfill is construction waste. Mm. Um, you know, So it's, if we can impact those kind of things, it'll be... Uh, really significant um, oh, that, massively significant actually yeah Let, let's talk about the it infrastructure that yep. maybe some some organizations are using particularly yep. around construction claims which yep. is your your sweet spot mm -hmm. um, i was slightly disappointed when you were talking about the ways that they were delivered <laughs> being you know spreadsheets or back of the envelope that there wasn't the someone had written it on a four by two and <laughs> sent, sent it over well um, it's highly likely that is still going on absolutely yeah. yeah, my uh, my dad was a carpenter, and yep. um, the number of uh, very important pieces of information that I was cited written on bits of four by two uh, were pretty significant. But to yep. be fair, his uh, building career was a wee while ago. Talk to us about what you're um, seeing in the digital zone around being able to manage yep. construction claims, because that's it's such a point of contention. It, it is. can add. Um, when it's done well, it can just help with relationships. It can help with cash flow. It can help with a whole yep. lot of things. When yep. it's done badly, it, it has the absolute opposite effect. Relationships are ruined. Time, time zones are, are killed. Um, cash flow can be crushed. So um, give us some insight into how you're helping in that zone. Absolutely. I think um, I could probably start with, I think the industry gets a bad rap around the digital transformation and the adoption of technology. And I think sometimes it's it's a bit unfair. So we see, you know, IT projects succeed and fail in all sorts of industries. And I don't think construction is alone when that happens. Most organizations will have some form of construction management platform, you know, and whether that's around estimation, project management, moving into the, you know, the financial side, most organizations have that large, medium and small. So so they've seen and have gone through that process of, of implementing something that will help them create a little bit more efficiency around that. Um, side by side with that, then, you know, the, the collaboration around the progress claim became a manual problem that we, we solved using technology. And as we, we stated, it's probably still on, you know, bits of you know, two by four or, or anything like that, including um, other technologies. But... But ultimately, what would transpire is the organizations see the financial aspect of their business being the most critical piece, the progress claim being not as important. But ultimately, as we see um, all the things we've been talking about so far on the podcast, creating a little bit more complexity for both builder and subcontractor, the ability to have these live documents where they can collaborate around what's happening in their world relative to uh, the work they're doing, how to update um, the, you know, their activities and so on and their work they're doing around the, and in, in each activity within the contract, 
and then um, providing opportunity for variations, providing opportunity to perhaps mitigate some of their risk is, is become more and more important to them. Now, it's not just about cost efficiency where, you know, clearly by implementing a solution like PayApps, you create a cost efficiency opportunity. It, it's about managing risk in the process as well. So, you know, the ability to get paid for a subcontractor is critically important. You know, we, we know that security of payments is super important to all organisations in that supply chain. So we help to manage and mitigate that as, as a natural part of the platform. We think also that when you, when you look at the issues around compliance, so how do we make sure that we're delivering on our promise each and every time? Platforms like PayApps help to improve that. We talked about supply chain. We talked about that whole collaboration angle and how we can perhaps remove some of the, the angst around some of these issues are starting to come about from issues within supply chain. I talked about the, the fact that, you know, projects are being delayed or being elongated. I talked about costs rising in the back end for them. The ability to manage the variations becomes critically important within that live document. I think also things like liability and how we can uh, make sure we reduce project risk by, you know, being able to get a complete view of the project um, all the way through then becomes you know, not just just not just important to the, I guess, the receivers of the invoice, you know, the subcontractor, but also to the builder as they start to, you know, predict and forecast where they're going to be in any particular time. And I think that final point point then is about creating efficiency in the payment um, cycle as well for people, which is we don't guarantee people get paid on time. You can never probably say that, but certainly what we will do is give them the best opportunity to be paid on time. We also talk about how cash is super important to many of these organizations large medium and small and preservation of cash is super important creating efficiency in that payment process then becomes uh, critically important indeed and there's been uh, particularly in the new zealand setting the master builders in new zealand have been doing a lot of work to uh, really try to reshape the industry and get people working together so we get more win-win situations mm. um, rather than I guess typically we've seen uh, an outcome where people have gone potentially into a tender process they've absolutely lowballed the offer to try and mm. win the contract yep. <laughs> he laughs with familiarity mm-hmm. um, you know and then they're like okay how the hell do we make some money back on here now Correct. we try and try push push variations to our uh, customer to try and get some money back we're trying to um low ball or you know get the very lowest number back from our subcontractors so we somehow mm. end up with some some margin and so i guess if we have a starting point where people are coming to the table you know customer uh uh, head contractor, builder, you know, subcontractors, and everyone's going. How do we all make sure we have a have a win out of this project? Correct, absolutely. Um, and then and then using tools like pay apps to facilitate that communication in there. I can see how that would be exceptionally valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, you, you you said it. You know, you've got the market squeeze, which is um, you know price going potentially down in market, which means they do have to sometimes go at zero margin to win the business. Uh, then they've got this that other squeeze, which is that piece at the back end and. You know, I think in times gone by, it might have been just, you know, forcing an outcome perhaps with a subcontractor. I think nowadays what we see is we, as we introduce efficiency into the process for them, we can help them both lower their cost of doing business, critically important. So see a margin uptick, obviously, that comes from that. 
and they're able to effectively collaborate all the way through the process rather than it being an event it becomes something that becomes you know um contiguous yeah you know? it's mm-hmm. always on uh and mm-hmm. and always visible which i think you know it removes risk but creates opportunity for improvement as well and i think we regularly hear the statement knowledge is power i yes. think in in this instant information is power as well you know it is. It, there's so much uh so many uh, points of angst that can be avoided if the parties involved have access to good information. Yeah, absolutely. You, um, you know, we talk about insight. You know, I, I, I like to use that term because there's data. You know, but then how do you use that data to make decisions? Well, that's what insight's all about, isn't it? And I think those those days of where you're sort of not quite sure what this progress claim is going to look like uh, until you get it. Um, can mean your forecast accuracy is either great or not. Um, so absolutely, knowledge is power, gives you predictability and the ability to forecast and be ready for any any challenges that might occur. Tony, I do want to talk about that new generation of construction leaders you're, you're seeing. Absolutely. But before we go there, I wonder, would you be able to share an example maybe of an organisation you've uh, worked with, um, what you felt their... Uh, uh, environment, current state, relationships between builder and subcontractor were before you were able to put the, the pay app system in, in place? And then what's been the outcome since you've been able to do that? Sure, we've got, got, um, got about 100 builders on our platform uh, across my part of the globe, uh, which is uh, Asia Pacific and Europe. And you know, there's been a number of success stories, which have been fantastic. Parkview Constructions in in Australia has been one that's sort of benefited from going from manual processes into a, uh, an automated process for them, not just creating efficiency, but also you know, lowering cost of doing business, but creating increased satisfaction in the subcontractor base. I think you know, Roberts as well is another one who I'd certainly highlight where it created a, a sense of uh, almost camaraderie between the stakeholders in the, in the environment where maybe less about the cost efficiency and more about their ability to have better working relationships uh, throughout. You know, perhaps it was, it was an onerous exercise. It might mightn't have been adversarial. That's probably not the right word to say. Sure. But certainly in these organizations, you can you can see how things could go wrong potentially uh, without having that uh, nice, you know, contiguous method of collaboration. So this is two good examples. You know, there's numerous ones we can we can highlight sure. and certainly give you yeah. your, your listeners a bit more information on if you like. But yeah. um, you know, I think what I was good. what I was trying to get insight, Tony, is what are the yeah. some of the uh, common outcomes you get when you look to implement you know the likes of a, a pay apps and yeah. the maybe in summary what I heard was uh, it can uh, help increase efficiency in the business, yep. it can help lower the cost of doing business, and probably most important it can also really help and improve and maintain great relationships between builder and subcontractor absolutely you know and ultimately we're we're here to help prevent um those litigation and other sort of issues that can crop up from time to time and so that that ability to collaborate really effectively and have great communication is you know can prevent those things so and i i think you know whilst those two examples i used wouldn't have gone into that world there have been numerous examples where organizations haven't been collaborating effectively and you you see litigation occur and sometimes perhaps unnecessarily 
yeah, a previous guest on the on the podcast operates at very much that litigation end, mm. and and certainly his view is that so much of this could be avoided if there was just better better understanding, better information, better communication uh, earlier in the process. Uh, that you know, so much of this litigation, which which is a no win for anyone, right? You just end up spending a fortune on um, legal fees, and you normally don't get the amount of money you feel like you are owed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, by you know being proactive around the start of the relationship you, you get you don't end up in the litigation zone so a whole lot better correct Absolutely. okay okay let's um talk this new generation of construction leaders uh when i uh drive past construction sites these days um probably the one of the most common things i see is uh, people on smartphones or smart devices right. yep. um, i imagine there's a hybrid of things going on there one there's the uh employee that maybe should be actively working and is checking their uh, Instagram feed or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly we also see, you know, it, it's their, their, probably more important than the hammer figuratively now in terms of how you run a construction business so uh share what your observations about what you're seeing with now now people that are leaders in this zone and how much they're using digital tools to help run their business they they certainly are it's um technology has become an enabler for many things and no doubt those people checking their phones are probably listening to your podcast, actually, Ryan. So, you know, I'm hoping they're gaining some great insight there. If you sort of step back a little bit and, and think about the evolution of most construction firms, often it was um, an individual um, who started in our trade, uh, who built a business and, you know, continues to often be involved in that business. And, you know, some, some we work with have been around 10, 20, 30 years, even, even longer. So you've got that generation of people coming through. They sometimes will have a view that says, you know, what's worked for us in the past will work for us moving forward. That's that's fine. Um, however, there are, you know, as you say, that next generation who have gone through university, uh, gained their degrees, but also part of their degree program has been usage of technology. Our platform and and PayApps is involved in one of the universities from an education point of view, which I think is critically important. And it's about education around technology adoption and how it can create efficiency. So the the newer generation are coming out of university and coming into these careers with a almost a demand for technology to help them improve not just their own role and how they go about doing their role, but for the people around them, they're, they're very, very cognizant of all the stakeholders involved in the, the construction ecosystem. They're very cognizant of the environment. They're very cognizant of many of the things that perhaps weren't thought about uh, as much previously. And so that demand is strong. I can assure you, we often see many of our customers who may move between organizations, you know, demanding usage of you know, technology platforms like PayApps because they've seen the benefit uh, and how it can bring, you know, a, a whole lot of efficiency and risk mitigation to, to their day. So, you know, technology savvy, absolutely. Uh, the ability to work, you know, in a mobile sense, absolutely. The, 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 the fact that it's not written on a two by four, it's actually written using a device of some kind, which is instantaneous and uh, makes sense. Now, that's just one part of this. The other part will be then the mix of people, you know, involved in construction. And, you know, I'm, in another part of my life, I, you know, I'm, I work within, you know, the, the world of homelessness and support charities involved in homelessness. But 
you know, I, I often speak at schools and I ask people to close their eyes and think about what does homelessness look like? I think if you did the same thing in construction and you said to average person on the street, close your eyes and tell me what construction looks like, you're probably going to see, you know, it's probably a person, maybe typically a, a male in uh, work pants, uh, work boots, high visibility vest uh, and a, uh, a helmet, for example. But that the people involved in construction, it's a, an incredibly changing face. You know, over 40% of our, our users are female. So that, that gender change has been significantly important. A vast majority of organisations, as we know, are, are small subcontracting organisations. They might be one, two or, you know, three people, not, not 50, not 100. And so because they've got small organisations trying to get a great result for people, they have to use something to help them be more effective and efficient. So, you know, technology becomes an obvious choice there. So you've got the, not just the, uh, I guess, the youth and new generations coming through in the workforce. And I think, I think we're at five generations in the workforce now from memory when I think about it. So, you know, from some of us a bit more mature in our careers, right through to those that are coming through brand new. So you've got multi-generations, demand for technology. You've got different people who are coming to construction from different backgrounds. And then they've got the, you know, the gender balance now that's changing as well, which is all sort of adding up to how do we help them and how do we give them a great experience in their work life, but also then how do we help them give their customers a great experience as well. And I firmly believe technology is one of the enablers of doing that. Absolutely. And we're seeing a changing face of not all construction, but certainly uh, some construction businesses where uh, they can be quite large organisations in the construction sector responsible for significant amounts of building, and yet they don't employ any builders because yes. the, you know they subcontract that bit out and we have yeah. a, a great example of a um, very large uh, residential home builder that we do a lot of work with um, they have circa kind of 40 people in their team not one of them is a builder yeah you know they they are a uh, business that is in the construction center that mm. sector they build homes mm. but they use a lot of technology they use a lot of a lot of planning they do uh, you know managing managing that whole supply chain uh, piece um, so that the the builders that they subcontract to can just get on and do the building because yeah, they take care of all, all that other other bit in the in the background yeah. and it's a it's a quite the shift in the market when you start thinking about having uh, significant construction companies that don't actually employ any builders yeah it is isn't it it's um more and more i think you'll see that back to my premise around technology being in an enabler um that you will see that demand become stronger and stronger and stronger now it's it's not going to replace at all um what people currently do for sure but it will help them um certainly you know, be more efficient, more effective in doing so. We've seen that, you know, we'll use the analogy of the car and, you know, we're still driving petrol cars and whilst, um, you know, electric vehicles are becoming more and more common, we're still got a ways to go sort of thing. So I see that as a, you know, a technology that's perhaps helping to not replace, um, but probably evolve, you know, um, you know how, uh, how we drive and how we experience uh, road travel and so on. Mm. Yeah, adoption takes time, doesn't it? It does. Even, it even it does. Great ideas. Adoption takes takes time. Yeah, and, and I, th I th but sorry, there was uh, one of the, as I said it right at the start, where you know often some of these um, larger companies get uh, accused of not being technology adopters. There's 
you know, whilst I can't name some of them, there's there's some fabulous examples of construction firms, large, medium and small, who have embraced technology in some form uh, to create a far better experience for their customers. And they pride themselves on doing so. And my my challenge to them is to make sure we're telling people that. You know, I think, you know, part of part of my job is always around education. It's around awareness. And it's not just for who we are and what we do at PayApps. It's about the industry and how the industry is changing. And, um, you know, I, I, th I think it's changing and evolving quite rapidly, especially in the last two years, because I think COVID has forced people to think differently about how we do things. And it's sometimes not a bad thing. Absolutely. Yep. Never, never waste a, uh, what's the saying? Can't quite land it. Never waste a, uh, challenge no there's some kind of saying that says, uh, you know along the lines of when something like a pandemic uh, comes yeah. through and forces change into your into your environment you know don't don't waste it think about how we can be better and do things more more effectively and efficiently yep, absolutely um, and then carry that forward even even though the uh, pandemic will pass it will and we'll we'll move on and we'll be we'll be what's the new normal going to look like that's that's been my my attitude for pretty much the most of it I, I you know I have to have to say that I've for two years I've managed through COVID and uh, and sometimes it can be quite fatiguing you know it's a very important and passionate thing for me which is around you know mental health in the construction industry in particular and I think that's very topical you know when we talk about things like COVID and how we ensure that people are engaged and and able to be connected and um you know, but we will we will change. You know, you and I are talking on video at the moment, um, and I've spent my life in the last two years on video. You know, hour and every hour of the day, sort of thing. Often that would have been as much as possible in person. And I said at the start, I really like to be doing things in person where possible. But we've adapted, and Correct. and our business has still prospered. Mm -hmm. And so adapt, move. You know, that's mm -hmm. that's got to be the mantra. Yeah, spot Sorry. on. Sorry, I was preaching a bit there, but there we go. No, yeah. no, that's uh, that's very valuable. And Tony, if people uh, wanted to learn more about pay apps and how systems like this can influence their business, what's the best way for them to get info on that? Uh, Payapps.com, absolutely. That's, uh, that's one of the best examples. And, um, you know, hit the button, you know, contact us for more information and we'll happily respond and come back to you immediately. Okay, that's great, Tony. And if people were going, oh, I just really want to connect with Tony, I want to learn more from yep. his great uh, knowledge, um, how, how can people connect with Le you directly? Le LinkedIn's typically the best. Uh, mm -hmm. or, or you can get me at uh, tony.simonson at payapps.com. Um, okay. I'm responsive to all of those things. Great. We will um, put a couple of those links. Yeah, maybe the, uh, show pop them up in well. the podcast. Yep, yep. absolutely. So people can uh, access in there. That's that's great. Um, Tony, any closing thoughts that we maybe haven't covered that you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? I, I think actually, what I'll give you a compliment, right? I think what what you're doing is fabulous. You know, the I've long held the view that education is absolutely critical, and and doesn't matter what industry it's in, it's about how it can help educate the industry to improve and, and do things differently and better. And I think formats like this go a long way to doing that. We, we all want to raise awareness, obviously, for what our companies do. But as much as we want to do that, we also want to help, you know, rise the level of uh, not just competence, but, you know, experience and, and knowledge within the industry. So I think well done on that. You've um, done a great, great job of that. And I'd love to continue to be part of it with you. 
Thanks, Tony. Appreciate those thoughts. And okay. I, for one, will certainly be keen to have a look at that uh, research report that you guys have put together. Um, I think some of the insights about how you're thinking about the workplace of the the future. Um, yep. You know, certainly one of them in there was around how uh, the needs and requirements of employees are, are changing, yep. um, and that's certainly something we spend a lot of time thinking about. In that, how do you lead uh, people now and into the future, and how do you do that more effectively? So, um, I, for one, will be digging into that report to to learn some more. Uh, great. Excellent. Well, uh, I'll look forward to your feedback around it. Hey, thanks, Tony. Look, really appreciate you joining on the uh, podcast today. Thank you for being so um, open with your, your insights and, and bringing some, um, yeah, really valuable understanding, I think, for how uh, organizations like PayApes are, are helping to, to build the construction workplace of the future. Appreciate it. Excellent. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.